Hello, you're listening to Wonder Talks with Ronnie. I'm Ronnie. Come join me as I talk about everything Wonder Woman and women in comics. Sit back and relax and remember to stay wonderful. I've been hearing about your podcast and it's just so amazing. Well, thank you. <laughs> I know you work really hard on that one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, tr- it's, it's tricky. Um, takes a lot, a, a good chunk of, of my free time, but yeah, it's fun. You know, same here, you know, it takes a lot. I do it. I started a podcast cause I do have the free time to edit and whatnot. Yeah, I don't really have a busy schedule. I'm very flexible, so it works. Mm-hmm. So first yeah, question. Every, every yeah. time I think I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I'll just do something real quick. And then, oh, no, wait, there's a thousand different things that I can just, did that line sound right? Should I re-record it? Oh, I don't know. And yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, to be honest. Oh, don't worry. It, don't, don't be nervous. This is just a conversation. Two one yeah. friends having a conversation. No big deal. Yeah. Okay. Let's, you know, I'm going to do the best I can on this one. That's all you can do. Yeah. What inspired you to start a Wonder Woman podcast? So I listened to uh, superhero podcasts a lot at the time. And there was, there, you know, whenever I would, I would um, find a character that I wanted to learn more about. I download a podcast and listen to it. And I could not find any Wonder Woman podcast. There was one or two that had lasted for like a handful of episodes a very long time ago, but then they faded off and, and there was nothing. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. I want to learn about Wonder Woman. I'm sure other people will want to learn about Wonder Woman. Why don't I start a podcast? And uh, <laughs> that way we can all learn about Wonder Woman together. That's that's awesome (laughs) no there's more podcast there's more Wonder Woman podcasts now actually yeah but most of them have uh have faded away sadly you and I are the only well and Frank Diablo Frank from uh Diana Prince Wonder Woman he's still posts but it's only two or three episodes a year oh really I don't Mm -hmm. think I found that one yet yeah Diana Prince Wonder Woman Frank he's really knowledgeable about the history of the comics and what was going on at the time they were published. That's the kind of knowledge I, I love. I'm more, you know, let's look into the history of the thing. Let's look into the, the, uh, you know, the pop culture references at the time and see what I can find about, Oh, look, this is this, they're referencing this talk show that was in the eighties that now nobody remembers kind of stuff. I wonder how long podcasts have been around for. Oh, the oldest, they start around 05-ish, I want to say, maybe a little earlier than that. Wow. I need to look up that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to start a Wonder Woman podcast, with, not, not just because I have free time, but I wanted to share 
my experiences that I've had with the character. Mm-hmm. That's what I really wanted to do. And I'm like, you know what? I've been wanting, it's, been, it's eluded me for years until I finally had the courage to do one myself. Well, it's a bug. You, you start one and next thing you know, you'll be doing it full time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And it's really fun, actually. I mean, I have no complaints. Sometimes, you know, there are some days where I do get a little frustrated when something doesn't work or the other thing around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've managed. I've had, yeah, I've I've had days where something went wrong and like a whole days worth of recording uh, corrupted, and I'm just like, why? <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, you get the episode out and you feel real great. Exactly, it's it's just amazing, and my editing skills aren't that great, I'll be honest. But I still managed to put something out there, and it's fun in the end because people listen to it. You know what I noticed that people listen to my podcast more on YouTube than on the other sites and on the than on the apps. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know it's interesting. I'm like, maybe because people would rather see an image moving or something or a still than hear something and hear just audio. I don't. I'm not too sure, but I I did some extensive research on the subject myself, and I'm like, okay, people want to see images rather than just hear audio and I'm like okay then I thought you know what let's do it on both ends let's put it on YouTube and on the apps as well see what what goes Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's been working for me have you ever posted on YouTube yeah I I when I started this I was going to be backing up all the episodes to YouTube and I fell behind and so there's like probably 40 some episodes that I need to actually convert to video and post on on there at some point (laughs) I do it I usually do it at the same time as I'm uploading I upload on two places at the same time that way I have a I mean it's better to put it on YouTube as well because like you said before you can lose your your files and whatnot and you can just get them back Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, um, I mean, I've got a couple of actual video videos on YouTube, but mostly it's, yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, mostly it's it's episodes. Um, the way that I've jury-rigged my system together, it, it's not just one button to click and it uploads to podcasts and YouTube. It's, it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah, it is. That's what I realized, but I think they've made it easier now in some, in some shape or form. They kind of made it easier to put it on the other apps. All you do, all you need right now is a hosting site. And I found several that were really good, but it's, just, it's hard to yeah, pick just when one. I, right. When I started five years ago, um, there weren't all the different options you have now. And um well, I know there's that Anchor FM that I'm curious to try. I've got a I have an idea that. brewing. You have that one? Cool. Yeah, it's everything I've got an free. idea. Yeah, that's my that's my biggest concern is that if uh, if something happens and I'm not able to pay, like when I broke my leg and was out of commission for a year, um, <laughs> okay. I, I want <laughs> I it to not mean. disappear if if I'm not paying the thing. Yeah, try Anchor because the whole it's free, the whole thing, and and they, and you can earn you know commission like money for it too. But I don't use, I don't really, I'm not too, I don't really care for them. I just I'm just doing this for fun. 
Yeah, no, it's definitely a fan thing. Um, and I say, uh, I've got an idea brewing in the back of my head for another podcast if I ever get the time to actually catch up <laughs> on my own, then start a second one. <laughs> I listen to your podcast. It's amazing. Well, thank you. I can tell you work really hard on it. So enthusiastic. I really, I love it. Thank you. I listen to how, it like often. Yeah. How about yourself? How did you um, get into Wonder Woman podcasting? Well, I think when I wanted to share my knowledge on the character and how she, and what she means to me, I wanted to express that to the world and not just through blogging. Cause I was, I was very familiar with blogging. I did, I've joined a lot of blogging sites over the years. And the one that I stick to is WordPress, and I've used that the most. But then I started to realize, what if I actually spoke to the person, to the people listening, you know, and share this knowledge of me actually voicing my opinion or my love for this character? How would that work? And I thought, well, you know, let's try something. Let's either start a YouTube video or a podcast. I chose podcast over YouTube. So that's how I really wanted to um, get into the, I wanted people to really understand the character and my perspective. Gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I try my best to explain it because, mm-hmm. yeah. I, there's one question I wanted to ask you though, like where did you get your intro for your podcast? Oh, the song? Yeah. The song I heard a long time ago, it, it's a, for those who haven't heard, my intro is a remix of the Linda Carter TV show theme. Yeah. I heard that on YouTube. I don't even know how many years ago. Yeah. And then when I was starting the show, I was like, well, I need an intro music. That would be perfect. So I just went on there and I, I asked the guy, Hey, can I use this for for my uh, info intro for my podcast, I'll give you permission. He's like, or I'll give you credit. He said, "Yeah, absolutely." So, oh wow, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I know who I think I know who who the person is. Is his name Damien? Yeah, Taz Damien Devil is the name of the YouTube channel. Okay, yeah, I know who he is. I think I might ask him to do one one for me if he if he's okay with that. He has another couple of uh, um, remixes of the theme. Oh, He's cool. got a, a version that's the same one I use, only with clips of Gal after the movie came, the the Wonder Woman movie came out. Yeah, and then um, he's got at least one more remix on there. That's it's different, but it's still, I believe, the um, the classic Linda Carter theme. Oh, cool! <laughs> that's awesome. So let me see. I'm new to this whole thing, so. <laughs> yeah, no worries. What, how has Wonder Woman inspired you? Um, well, I mean, one of the things I really like about the character, okay, context. I grew up very much a tomboy. Okay. Like, <laughs> Me too. I would go through, I would go through, you know, the toy store and actively avoid the aisle with Barbies and whatnot, because that just wasn't my thing. <laughs> and and to be fair, I did look down on that a bit, especially as a kid. Wonder Woman, she shows that you can be strong and powerful, and you can embrace that uh, woman-female aspect. Yeah. Uh, 
the the famous quote of Marston, not even girls want to be girls when there's not good role models. Wonder Woman embraces both of those, which I really love. Me too. She's such an amazing character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She's very feminine, yet tough. Mm-hmm. So she could, I always felt like she had the femininity and the masculinity part together in one. That's why I always saw her as. But, most, but mostly the feminine side. But the masculinity side is the one where she's tough. And the feminine side is one where she shows love and compassion. So I always saw, I always, I always saw it as two sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the fact that she focuses on loving her enemies, on reforming them, I definitely... Uh, I, I enjoy that that aspect of the character. I mean, you have some some of that with, say, Superman, not so much Batman, but um, <laughs> with Wonder Woman, that's her whole shtick. She's an ambassador bringing a message of peace and love to the world. Yeah. Unless you're Zack Snyder, in which case she collects severed heads as trophies, but let's not go down that route. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> yeah. A rant for another day. Yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Do you have any first memories of Wonder Woman? See, people always ask me this, and I don't. I mean, (laughs) I I only assume... I I watched... Okay, so when I was a teenager, I first got into comics, I was a Marvel-only snob. Marvel was the best, DC sucked. So (laughs) I watched the Justice League cartoon a bit, but I, I watched it in the in that, oh, well, this isn't very good because it's DC. So I assume I must have first seen Wonder Woman in the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. Now, as of reading comics, I got into, well, I, I, I started out with um, reprints of Silver Age Marvel. Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, Jack Kirby, that kind of thing. Yeah. And from there, I, this was all out of my public library. I found these reprints. Then I found uh, Busiek's and Ross's Marvels, which is an absolutely amazing take on that era from the perspective of the everyday man on the street. And I fell in love with Ross's artwork, Alex Ross, this amazing painted style. So I looked up more Alex Ross and I read Kingdom Come. Oh my God, amazing. Right? So so (laughs) I remember really liking um especially the the eagle armor the golden eagle armor in kingdom yeah. Come. but even then it wasn't for a few years before i really got into the character of wonder woman yeah um that would have been it was well it was my my slow process of learning that dc wasn't actually all stupid characters and did have some (laughs) did have some good characters i know it's so ironic i want to i run a dc podcast now like almost everything i read is dc anymore and i think back to my teenage self and i'm like oh she'll be so disappointed in me (laughs) but um but yeah so i was getting into dc some more i'd found characters that that got me an in into the universe and I found this uh, po- uh, uh, fan, fan-made audio drama podcast. And they had one for Superman and one for Batman and one for Catwoman and all these characters. And they had one for Wonder Woman. Oh, cool. And so because, yeah, 
they would do these, uh, I think every year or so, they would do big crossover events where all the shows teamed up with, with each other. So in order to uh, know what was going on in those, I listened to the Wonder Woman show. And it was very much a take on uh, Greg Rucka's run, his first run, where she's an ambassador at the, the Themyscira ambassy, uh, embassy, Themyscira embassy. And I was like, wow, I'm like really liking Wonder Woman. How is this possible? I thought she was just this, you know, bimbo in a Stars and Stripes bathing suit. <laughs> but yeah, so so um, I, I, I realized that, wow, this character is actually really cool. I want to learn more about her. And then uh, <laughs> that's where I, you know, eventually led me down the road to starting my own show. That's cool. For me, it was like, it was with the Justice League cartoon as well, Justice League Unlimited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the episodes that really had me like laughing was the, you know, the episode where she turns into a pig? And Justice I've heard League of it. Unlimited. I've, I've not actually watched the whole series the whole way through. So there's there's plenty of gaps in my knowledge there. Yeah, but there was one where she turns into a pig by, um, by I think, Xerxes, I believe so. And um. Mm-hmm. I thought the episode was so funny and I thought to myself, you know, wow. <laughs> this episode is so weird, but that didn't really got me into Wonder Woman. What really got me into Wonder Woman was when she showed her compassion and her love for all living things. That's what really got me into the character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like she would show comp- compassion, love, and all these attributes that make her Wonder Woman. And I said to myself, wow, like there's so much I've missed and there's so much about her that we don't even know, you know? Mm-hmm. So there was so much I didn't know about her and I wanted to know more because there was just something fascinating about it. I couldn't quite pin out what that was until recent, until in recent times, like in 2017, I realized she reminded me of my late grandmother. She really reminded me of her. And I was like, wow, they're like the same person. And I thought how amazing that was. That's great. Yeah. A grandmother like Wonder Woman. That sounds awesome. Yeah, she really was like Wonder Woman. It really, yeah. I wrote an article about that in my blog a long time ago, like back in 2013. Mm-hmm. I wrote about how they are very similar people, how they're similar in so many aspects. Because in my like I'll be honest like I grew up with mostly women in my life I mean men too but mostly women and it's like my family on my mother's side is mostly women than men and then on my father's side it's like it's the same thing and I'm like I see these women as I'm growing up I see how tough they are and I'm like maybe one of those reasons why I like Wonder Woman so much is because of the women in my life okay cool yeah um I, I, I don't know that I've had, honestly, in my life, probably there's been a balance of, of men and women. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, mentor figures. Well, come to think of it, all my bosses have been women, which uh, <laughs> I've had good bosses and, and less good bosses. Let's just be <laughs> polite like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think gender has anything to do with it, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You bring up Cersei, though. That was another aspect of the character that really got me into her. I have been a fan of Greek mythology since a very young age. Oh, same here. I remember as as a kid, I did a report on 
Hercules' 12 labors. So, yeah, oh, yeah, then the, they the, have the 12 labors of Wonder Woman as well. Mm. So, the, the mythological aspect of the character very much drew me in. Oh, same here. So. Yeah, definitely for me too. The past, uh, what, nearly five years on my show, it's basically been an excuse for me to research all the minutiae that I want to for Greek mythology. I'm like, well, wait, so if this god is represented with this aspect in this era, but then in the other ask, the, the other era, it's done this other way, and yeah, I'll just go down a, a rabbit trail and completely get lost. <laughs> That's interesting because I think Greek mythology has always been something that that is that's really inspiring in some ways. You learn about the Greek goddesses, the gods. It's just so fascinating. And then you have a yeah. show like Xena that's very similar to Greek mythology. That's closer to Greek mythology than anything I've ever seen on TV. Yeah, I watched a little bit of Xena and Hercules as a kid, but it's been easily 20, 25 years since I saw it. <laughs> I, yeah I, I still watch it actually okay. I always said I always felt Xena and, and um, Wonder Woman were very similar in some mm. ways the only difference they have is that one has powers and the other one doesn't but I see fans always comparing the two and I'm like oh, well not a good idea the, the modern modern attempts to make to to update the classic Wonder Woman costume typically tend to go well, a lot, a lot of the time when people want to emphasize her historic Greek aspect, her outfit yeah. will look quite a bit like Xena. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can understand that. The, yeah. the, um, the first time that I saw a picture and I was like, wow, okay, a Wonder Woman movie would be really cool. It was this fan artist and he had done kind of a mock poster yeah, and he did his take on, on the Wonder Woman costume, and it was very this very ornate, uh, Greco-Roman look, and it it just I should send you the link actually it's really cool. But yeah, um, send it to me. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm just like, wow, that's really awesome. Yeah, that would make for a really good movie. And 10, 12, 13 ish years later, uh, wait, no, no, okay, it would have been about ten. Because that was around the time Dark Knight was coming out. Yeah. So 10 years later, we have a Wonder Woman movie. And she does have a, a not quite as ornate, um, but very similar kind of costume. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of similar, but in some ways it's kind of original because, you know, they they try with the costume, I can tell. But, you know, they're like, uh, it's what it's what modern fans want to see, I guess. Right, right. The, yeah. the Linda Carter costume, as classic as it is, I don't think you could make that work in a modern setting. Although I'd love so. to see. Have you seen, um, did you see Brandon Routh's Kingdom Come look in Crisis on Infinite Earths on I CW? I think so. I think okay. so. I'd love to see that kind of take on the classic Wonder Woman outfit. That would be really neat. I would like to see that too. Um, that or trying to think if there was another well i mean the sort of the not so much the the halloween costumes in one one division those were fun but clearly clearly more um 
yeah. basic looks. Yeah. WandaVision is a good series, actually. I know, right? I'm looking forward to that finale tomorrow. My friend and I already planned to stream it together. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. So, like, I know that Wonder Woman is in video games as well. Like, have you ever, like, played any of those? Or are you into that kind of stuff? Um, no. Mostly it's, like, fighting games and whatnot. And that's that's not really the genre I play. I'm a little more into RPGs. Uh, in the very little time that I actually spend on video games anymore. Um, (laughs) I have said for a while that since Linda Carter was married to the guy who uh, owned Bethesda, that uh, a Bethesda Skyrim Elder Scrolls style game would be uh, with with Wonder Woman would be really cool. Uh, And then Bethesda has lost a lot of favor with fans, so maybe not the best person to to trust with it, but it would be cool yeah, to see. That would be. I w- I really like in the back of my mind, I'm like, they need to make a Wonder Woman game already and they have to do it fast. <laughs> I mean I want to see that. Make it an RPG or something. To to be fair, superhero games weren't very well done until the Arkham series. Yeah. Only, I agree with that one. Which is only is that only 10 years-ish? When was that first Arkham game? Oh, I'm not too I would, sure. I was in college. So yeah, it would have been roughly 10 years ago. Yeah, so probably. history of video games, 10 years isn't that long. So give it time. Maybe they'll they'll finally wise up and give us a, a cool Wonder Woman game. Yeah. Basically just take the lasso from Red Dead Redemption 2 and, yeah. and add like bullet deflecting somehow. And there, it's a Wonder Woman game. Do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> oh wow I'm like I'm still thinking of what else to ask you but oh, no worries <laughs> and I suck at editing by the way so I guess I keep my ums to a minimum yeah <laughs> so like like if, if you could think of a title for a Wonder Woman game let's say if they didn't make one what would the title be if you could create a title um just uh just the title i don't know probably just wonder woman colon something i don't know would uh, i'm trying to think of any of her stories that would make a good (laughs) video game maybe challenge of the gods oh that would be good Um, yeah. yeah something where you're going up against a bunch of mythological monsters yeah i would call it wonder woman challenge of the gods that's even better or Wonder Woman the Trials yeah I mean it would depend on what the story is going to be yeah something that um something mythological maybe or something set in an origin story set in World War II could work something vaguely along the lines of uh the legend of Wonder Woman yeah that'll work but then again you know you know how the you know how Captain America came out and everything and they had the whole right. yeah, World that's War the II. Problem. That's the Cap problem. Cap did the World War II superheroing first, which is why Wonder Woman got pushed back to World War One. Yeah, it didn't make sense. That, you know, it makes it, sense. They, they made it work. They made I would it work. have loved to see her classic 40s era incarnation. Um, but they made it work. They did. <laughs> There's 
you know, we have to discuss about the elephant in the room, Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's tackle it. What were your thoughts? My thoughts, I actually enjoyed the film, but I know it's a little bit of flaws, like especially with Cheetah's origin. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, she could have gotten a separate origin, not from the stone. But that's yeah. just me. Yeah. Uh, like I have said, Wonder Woman 1984 was good, but it could be better. Exactly. I, I, I like the movie. Even, what, three times I went to see it, I, I liked it. <laughs> I know, I even have but, it on pre-order, the 4K edition, the Steelbook mm-hmm. from Best Buy. Nice, nice. I had to pre-order it because, like, for the sake of the collection. <laughs> <laughs> but like, every only, time I- all because, only because I like the film as well. I really, I really did enjoy it. Yeah, no, I like the movie. It's just whenever I sit down to think about it, I'm like, why was this the story that we needed to tell? I mean, <laughs> you want to do an 80s setting. Yeah. And then, I mean, I guess the 80s was uh, mostly for the Cold War aspect. Yeah. Um, since the, the risk of global thermonuclear war in the modern day is at least thought of as less of a big deal as it was in the 80s. Yeah. But... But why, why, why the wish stone? Why yeah. have Cheetah yeah. be this mousy, you know, uh, gemologist at the Smithsonian instead of a archaeologist hunting down treasures and making deals with evil plant gods in in the in the comics? <laughs> yeah, it has that movie has so much flaws. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm and I I'll be and I'll admit I noticed them a lot. <laughs> See, watching the movie, I don't see it. See, yeah, I don't see it too much watching the movie. It's only when I go back and and think, well, yeah, why, why did we do this? Why did we do that? Yeah. <laughs> the thing of, I just, I really actually, I enjoyed it, but you know, like I said, there was some flaws. But only after watching the film, that's when I start thinking about it too. And I'm like, you know, they could have told a, a much more better story. Not a better story, but a different story. A different story, yeah. Yeah. Again, w- why is this the plot? This isn't based on any of her comics. It is, the, the characterizations of the villains are practically in name only. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I wonder if, because I'm trying to think, has DC done any movies that are based on specific runs i mean Uh, besides like um aspects of the dark knight returns in batman v superman um, yeah elements of i'm not too sure uh, what's the one uh gotham oh my mind is blanking what's the story where gotham was oh no man's land duh (laughs) elements (laughs) of no man's land in uh the dark knight rises movie yeah. Other than that, I don't know that they've really adapted the stories so much. Whereas Marvel's doing, you know, Civil War, spoiler alert, it's the Civil War between Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah. Or Ragnarok, even though it didn't follow beat for beat the Ragnarok comic, it's still vaguely Ragnarok. Yeah. Winter Soldier, we knew the minute they said that title what the story was going to be. Yeah. DC, it's not like that for some reason. No, I think they want to do their own thing. <laughs> I think the thing yeah. is they want to be a little more original and, you know, it works as if it doesn't. 
depending on how you but look you, at it. You've got 80 years worth of comic book stories. Pull from those. You don't need to invent new <laughs> stories that may or may not work when you know what stories work from the comics. Yeah, exactly. You know? Because if you when you think about it, there's 80 years worth of, you know, so like you said, and they could, you know, take from that and they have they they have inspiration already to make a film out of one out of those 80 years of, of publications. Yeah. Yeah. Do do um was it birthright? What was that Superman origin that was really so good? good. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think too, because I don't read a lot of Superman, to be honest. But I do respect him a lot because if it weren't for him, we would not be having the Heroes of Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I don't think it's birthright that I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Man of Steel, else. Man of Tomorrow. It was that kind of redo of his origin. What year did it come out? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, hold on. Typing on my iPad so I don't have a clicking noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just bringing up Birthright. Yeah, I think it's Birthright you were talking about, what you were thinking of. Yeah, the art looked different than what I was remembering. Yeah, maybe because they retold the story, you know, it with a new cover. Mm -hmm. Not retold, not, not rewritten the story, but, you know, re republished it again. With a different cover. Yeah. Don't oh. <laughs> <laughs> worry, I'll edit that part out. Yeah, I, I'm not finding it, so... It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Wait, was it All Star Superman? Plot. Um... Oh no. Uh, All All Star Superman wasn't his birth. That was about him thinking he was going to die. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Which I believe they've done as a. So let's rewind. Like, for instance, I would make a movie about all-star Superman. <laughs> I, I would make, yeah, I would make a movie based on all-star Superman. I mean, they've, I believe they adapted it for a cartoon movie, right? Yeah. All-star Superman. Yeah. They made an animated version. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. They, they adapt the stories in the animated movies. Why not do that in live action? That would work. It would. But, you know, they just want to be original. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have so much inspiration to pull from, you know. I don't even know yeah. if I would ever write a movie. <laughs> Sounds like hard work. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm not a writer, so. <laughs> if, like, if, if they want to make a good Wonder Woman movie, another one, they should just ask the fans. <laughs> Nobody well, knows Wonder Woman more than the fans. Yes, but admittedly, sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't. I still blame uh, Spider-Man 3, the Raimi Spider-Man 3 failing, failing 
on fans who every single poll, what villain do you want? Oh, we want Venom. We want Venom. We want Venom. Sorry, Sam Raimi did not get the character of Venom. He he did not, you know, it was not a character that he liked, but the studio forced him to put it in the movie and the, yeah. the film suffered for it. Yeah. So yes, to a certain extent, um, give the fans what they want, but also know that what's going to work with the, the creative team. Yeah. Sam Raimi did not work with Venom. Um, yeah. That's the only, off the top of my head, the only instance of that I can think of, but you know, it, you could have done, well, they, they made that Venom movie that worked. Yeah. It was okay. That's true. I want to ask you another question about your podcast. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with the name? Oh, see, I was sitting brainstorming. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so what do people like about Wonder Woman? Well, um, they know she's, she's a princess. Yeah. And they know she's an Amazon. So what about Wonder Woman, Princess of the Amazons? And then I Googled and I'm like, oh yeah, the reason that sounds familiar is that there was already a podcast called Wonder Woman, Princess of the Amazons. Well, darn it. (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking about it again and I'm sure I heard this phrase on some like PBS, let's interview some scholars about Wonder Woman and, and talk to them about the character, but I can't find it for the life of me. But uh, it was the, 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 the phrase was warrior for peace. And Ooh. I really like that because it talks about the dichotomy of her being a warrior, someone who's fights, but then whose focus is peace and love. Yeah. And since that's one of the core aspects of the character, that, that dual identity almost, yeah I, I decided that's the best yeah i decided that would be a really good name for a podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really awesome name i, I love it thank you <laughs> you're welcome i know you worked on i know you worked hard on it because you've been podcasting for a while for years yeah yeah nearly <laughs> nearly five years that uh that eight or nine or ten ish months when i was uh, <laughs> had a broken leg and, and other medical horribleness and wasn't able to podcast. Let's just ignore that and round up to five years because that just makes life easier. That's like that's. I love your personality. <laughs> gotta gotta keep myself humble, otherwise my head will swell so much I won't fit through the door. <laughs> you have a good sense of humor too. <laughs> yeah i don't know what else to like to go forth with huh. well we've been recording for 40 minutes so depends on how much you want to edit i think we could stop it here okay yeah <laughs> thank you so much for joining the show yeah thanks for having me ronnie you're welcome so um just if people want to hear my show i am wonder woman warrior for peace I review comics from Wonder Woman's Golden Age, the post-crisis reboot in the 80s, and the New 52 reboot from about 10 years ago now, as well as episodes of The Linda Carter Show. I am rapidly approaching episode 50, which is, oh boy, that's a lot of 
me talking to myself in a room. But uh, if you're interested, <laughs> definitely feel free to check that out. I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, uh, Wonder Woman Warrior for Peace. WordPress.com. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, be sure to look it up, guys. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much. It was. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed. I enjoyed talking with you. I hope we get to do this again someday. Absolutely. It's been fun. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye.